Welcome to Email Deliverability Academy by Email Labs. I'm Sandra and I'm here to teach you how you can improve your deliverability and reach better results in email communication. So let's dive into our new lesson, shall we? Hi, welcome to another episode of the Email Labs Deliverability Academy. I'm Sandra and today we've prepared some really important information for you. Because after all, our academy won't be logged into a rich thematic framework. The point is to prepare you best, our listeners, to effectively reach your subscribers' inboxes. What's more, you also need to know the ever-changing requirements of providers, both local and global. In October, at the Messaging Malware and Mobile Anti-Abuse Working Group Conference in New York, we learned that the email giants are tightening their rules for accepting email traffic. Google and Yahoo have announced changes to email deliverability. Google and Yahoo have announced changes to email deliverability that will take effect in February 2024. Are you ready for them? If not yet, don't worry. Today we'll unravel all the details for you and show you how you can adapt to these new rules. Get ready for a good dose of knowledge. It's worth noting that the email giants have long been working to improve security for both recipients and senders. These changes are giving a clear signal it's time to implement requirements that have been considered good practices to increase the security of mail users and significantly reduce the amount of spam that arrives in our mailboxes daily. Let's start with the main points announced by Google and Yahoo. Gmail announced that enforcement for the new standards will begin in February 2024. Similarly, Yahoo has set a target for the first quarter of 2024. The upcoming requirements will apply to all senders, with stricter criteria for what Yahoo and Google classify as bulk senders, meaning those who send more than 5,000 emails daily. On the positive side, both providers have provided similar updates, so by adhering to authentication protocols, implementing user-friendly unsubscribe process and ensuring content relevance and a lower rate of spam complaints, you are not only complying with changing standards but also improving sender reputation and deliverability. Keeping up with evolving deliverability guidelines is the best practice as email marketing standards constantly evolve in response to changing customer behavior, merling industry regulation and new provider requirements. For us as email labs, introducing such guidelines is no surprise. It was to be expected after the earlier introduction and promotion of the BIMI standard. Gmail, in particular, has strongly emphasized the importance of fully securing the sender's brand and its designation in the inbox, for example by adding a blue mark for verified senders, which I will also mention to you later. Recall that brands with BIMI implemented display their logo in the inbox, indicating that messages come from a verified and trusted sender.
But let's cut to the chase. There are quite a few of these restrictions, some of which may be crucial as you develop your deliverability strategy for the coming year. The most important and difficult change concerns email authentication. This is especially important because email authentication is the first line of defense for brands against accidentally gaining a reputation as a spammer. What exactly is changing? Mandatory SPF and DKAM authentication are being introduced for all senders. On the other hand, bulk senders will have to implement DMARC authentication, at least in a non-policy. This will therefore be a mandatory requirement and not, as before, just the recommended practice. In addition, messages sent by bulk senders must pass domain verification in DMARC records. This means that the envelope from return path domain must be the same as the header from from address and that the DKAM domain will be the same as the header from domain alignment. According to HelpNet Security, only 14% of domains worldwide have any DMARC policy configured correctly, which means that after 1st of February, as much as 86% of global traffic could be at risk of landing in the spam folder. Since this is the most essential change, I will tell you how to configure DMARC in a few words. Leaving aside the purely technical issues of how to add DMARC records, the following three steps are necessary. First, assess the infrastructure used to send emails. This includes all email servers and third-party services that send emails on behalf of the sender, such as server infrastructure providers like email apps or marketing automation platforms. Next, create a custom DMARC policy for each domain to be protected. DMARC adds rules to the organization DNS record that tell receiving servers how to handle emails from a given domain. The DMARC policy itself can be set to none quarantine or reject. Now, let's briefly explain what these three policies mean. Reject means that the message will be rejected if it does not pass authentication checks and has not been authorized by a sender. Quarantine means that messages will be directed to the spam folder until they pass authentication checks and are authorized by the sender. None means that the receiving server will do nothing with messages that do not pass the authentication check. If you want to learn more about setting up DMARC, SPF or DKAM authentication, take a look at our website emailapps.io. This is the first requirement that Gmail and Yahoo Mail have set. Are we going further? Further, that is the requirement that the spam complaint rate must be shallow. Google specifies that it should not exceed 0.3% according to the data displayed in Google Postmaster. Yahoo Mail does not provide exact numbers. Again, this requirement will apply to all senders. The spam rate is the percentage of emails marked as a spam by users compared to the total number of emails delivered to the inbox for active users. This ratio may be low even if users still mark emails in their inbox as a spam. In email deliverability, the apparent disparity between users marking emails as a spam and the low spam complaint rate could be attributed to several technical factors. One plausible explanation lies in the divergence between user actions and spam complaints. Users might mark emails as a spam due to factors like personal preferences or misunderstanding the content without formally registering a complaint through the email service provider. This behavior can create a gap between perceived dissatisfaction and actionable spam reports. We recommended that you review email apps and spam policy. When sending through our service, you must comply with the provisions therein. 
Configure account in the Google Postmaster tool to prepare for the upcoming changes and track the spam complaint rate in Gmail. There, under the Spam Rate tab, you can track the exact level for this indicator. There are many ways to keep spam late row. We'll discuss some of the most important ones. The email database should be active in explanation free of non-existent addresses and spam traps. In addition, it is worth taking care of its good segmentation according to interest so that the dispatches enjoy the highest possible interest. This is crucial to deliverability precisely to global providers such as Yahoo or Gmail. Think about double opt-in. When you enter a given email address in the form, an automatically generated message with an activation link will be sent. After clicking on it, the email address will be activated in your database. The method allows you to verify that email exists and that the sign-up can access to the mailbox. Having non-existent or inactive addresses in the contact database negatively affects to the rating of mailings and the server's reputation, so subscribers' activity should be verified continuously. Further, monitoring email deliverability is one of the most important steps to avoid ending in the spam folder. With a service like Email Apps, you can track the deliverability of your emails in real time, which gives you a detailed overview of how many people are not only opening, but also clicking on the emails you sent. However, this is not the only indicator you need to monitor. You must also analyze indicators such as hard bounds and soft bounds to ensure high deliverability. This can build a sender's reputation, essential for effective email marketing. We mentioned reputation and how to build it in a previous episode of our podcast. Be sure to check it out. When designing an email deliverability strategy for your brand, you need to declare its various steps and objectives and most importantly, analyze whether your emails are really value to the recipient. While aggressive sales messages can increase customer engagement, they can also be seen as a red flag by spam filters. Personalizing your email is another effective way to avoid having your messages reported as a spam. As I told you in the previous episodes, it's not just putting the recipient name in the message title. This is where creativity comes into play. Get to know your audience and tailor your content to their expectations. You should aim to tailor each message perfectly to your subscribers' need. Moving forward, we also need to discuss RFC 5322 complaint mailings. Regardless of the volume sent, all messages must comply with the RFC 5322 standard. This is nothing more than a well-known internet standard that defines the format of emails including headers, content and attachments. Sometimes valid harmless messages contain duplicate headers. This usually happens with devices or systems that send automated emails. When changes are made, emails that do not meet these requirements may be rejected. Google is also changing the existing rules for sending from free mailboxes. As of February 2024, such sending will no longer be possible. Google is changing its DMARC policy to quarantine, so sending from addresses like Gmail or Google Mail will no longer be possible.
Next, the list ID header must be added to messages sent on behalf of mailing lists. Messages with custom list ID headers, including unsubscribe headers, are sorted outside the primary inbox and displayed in the Promotions tab. However, suppose a user moves a message from the Promotions to the main inbox, all future messages sent with the same list identifier will also be displayed on the main inbox. Another significant issue that appears among the restrictions for 2024 is one-click unsubscribe header. Senders should enable quick and easy unsubscription from marketing communication by implementing a one-click unsubscribe option. At Email Apps, we are working on a general implementation of the one-click unsubscribe header for all back senders who send marketing communication. When users want to subscribe to your emails, make the process simple and transparent. Clearly define what they subscribe to and ensure that they have complete control over their subscription preferences. Provide a clear and visible unsubscribe option in every email you send. Make it as easy as possible for users to unsubscribe. Failure to do so can lead to user frustration and increased reporting of messages as a spam, as I mentioned earlier. As you can see, one decision can significantly impact many factors. Simply put, when a recipient receives an email that don't find exciting and can't easily find an unsubscribe button, they are much more likely to mark it as a spam to get rid of it. Place great importance on handling unsubscribe requests. Continuing to send emails to unsubscribed recipients is contrary to good practice and can result in email deliverability problems. Privacy and data processing regulations such as GDPR require that subscribers be able to easily unsubscribe from receiving future emails with a clear and concise link placed in the prominent location. Many companies hide the unsubscribe button deep in the footer of emails alongside several other links. As email labs, we take great care to ensure that our users are well prepared for the new terms and conditions that providers are setting, so we have created a list of steps that our users should take. You can also find it on our website emaillabs.io. First, make sure you have your sending domain. As mentioned, it will no longer be possible to send from free domains. If you need support buying and configuring your domain in DNS, write to us and check out our support packages tailored to your needs. Second, check if you have an SPF record in your domain with Emailabs entry. In Emailabs, SPF is enabled by default, but you must also add a corresponding entry in the TXT record in DNS for the mechanism to work correctly. Third, ensure you are enabled to the new sender authorization in Emailabs panel. Under Admin, Sender Authorization, you will generate an individual DKAM key with your sending domain. More is needed if you use a standard DKAM key with your Emailabs domain. If you have only authorized an email address, such a setup will also not suffice. Fourth, check whether you already have a DMARC policy setup. If you have not yet added it to the DNS of your from domain, we encourage you to do so. Simply set the DMARC policy to neutral, none. We recommend placing the DMARC policy on the subdomain, not the main domain, for security reasons. To make the changes easier, we are working on a free domain authorization configurator to help you go through all changes in a few steps. You can configure the appropriate entries in it, but remember, you still have to add them to your DNS. You can find instructions on how to do this in our documentation at docs.emailabs.io. 
We will also help you set your profile in the Google Postmaster tool. This will allow you to track the spam complaint rate or send a reputation in the spam rate tab. If you don't know how exactly to do it, contact us and we will guide you through the configuration process. At Emailabs, we are also working on implementing the one-click unsubscribe header for all back senders who send marketing communication. I think it is also worth mentioning the BIMI standard. Although neither Gmail nor Yahoo requires senders to implement the standard, it is worth thinking about. Brand Indicators for Message Identification is a global standard for sender authentication that aims to secure email communications and protect against phishing. BIMI provides a notarized guarantee that the sender has been pre-verified and that the message from a given domain is fully authenticated. BIMI is an extension of previously existing standards for brand identity. Its proper implementation allows the sender's logo to be displayed in emails, specifically on the listing and in the email itself. It is worth mentioning that the logo must comply with the officially registered mark at the patent office. With BIMI, you gain recognition in the mailbox and increase brand awareness, making it easier for recipients to find your emails and get the information that is important for them. The logo in the email is a confirmation to them that the communication is secure and they can open such a message without fear. Quoting Redshift and Entrust in the US and UK 2021, the BIMI standard contributes up to 39% increase in open rates. However, to enjoy the BIMI standard and be able to display the logo in Yahoo Mail, which is a bit more lessons and does not require VMC, is mandatory to implement the DMARC in a restrictive policy. Did you know that Google rewards senders who have implemented VMC certification with an additional blue mark next to the sender's logo and address, confirming that the message came from a sender who also owns the domain? This is another reason to think about concerning your email communications. This follows mailbox providers' effort to protect recipients from increasingly common phishing attempts. Since Google announced its support for the BIMI standard in July 2021, it hasn't been entirely clear how to distinguish verified senders from those who have uploaded their logo in their Google Workspace profile account. A blue badge next to the sender's email address would therefore distinguish which senders are more trustworthy regarding to the authenticity of emails users receive at a glance. When you hover over the badge, you will see the message, the sender of this message has confirmed that he is the owner of the domain and the logo in the profile picture. It is worth mentioning that a similar blue sign of a verified sender was also introduced less than a year ago at Yahoo Mail. Remember, you can read more about the new requirements from Google and Yahoo Mail in one of our recent articles at emailabs.io. Be sure to check out what else you need to be aware of before February 2024. Adhering to the requirements of Gmail and Yahoo will not only help companies stay compliant with the email service provider's guidelines, but also straighten trust among recipients and improve the effectiveness of email marketing efforts. Email marketers must stay abreast of these requirements and adjust their strategies to ensure that campaigns are more effective while maintaining a good sender reputation and deliverability. That's it for today, we'll hear from you in the next episode. If you have any questions after listening to this episode, please ask them boldly via our social media. Till the next one!